Hello, and welcome to the One Trust Talks Tech podcast. This is episode number 27, recorded on January 12th, 2024. My name is Roger Dean, and I work here at One Trust on the product team, and I am the host of this podcast. Today's episode is the first product roadmap episode, where, and we're going to cover the ethics and compliance product. Trey Hecht, who is the Director of Product Management for Ethics, will be joining me to go over what's coming out in this product in the near term and longer term down the road. As always, just a quick reminder that this podcast reflects OneTrust's current expectations for product capabilities. Be advised that dates and features may be subject to change and should not be relied upon when making purchasing decisions. Okay, now I'd like to move on to our roadmap session. We're going to be talking to Trey Hecht, who is the Director of Product Management for the Ethics Program Management product. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Trey. Hey, thanks, Roger. Uh, happy to be here. Really excited to kind of go through the roadmap with, with you today. Appreciate you joining me. This is the, the first in some series, so we'll see how it goes, and, and hopefully it gets the information out that customers want to know. So let's talk about the ethics product and what's going on. What are some of the major themes that, that you guys are working on for maybe working on now and then in the future? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a good question. So we've really started focusing now on um, rounding out some of the main uh, feature capabilities that we felt weren't really there yet, um, namely being uh, our year-over-year disclosure kind of update. So we look at disclosures as a living, breathing document, and those change over time. You know, what, what an outside employment looks like in year one of that employment may differ substantially from you know, year two and year three. So we want to provide our customers with the ability to seamlessly update those and not have to start from scratch uh, every time they're interacting with the disclosure. And that's really been a big focus um, in our kind of recently released feature set. And if you kind of carry that forward into what we're working on now, um, it's continuing down that path of making all of our products more usable and, and better for our, not just the administrators and approvers who are interacting with the system, but the employees who are being engaged and asked to fill out this content on behalf of the ethics office. Um, some of the items that we're really excited about are bringing exception management into campaigns. So there's a number of reasons why you may have recipients in a campaign and can they're I, not can I ask you able... a question for some yeah, of sure. us who don't understand all the stuff that you do? What, define what a campaign is. Is a campaign like yeah. we need to go get uh, – well, sorry, I'll just let you explain what it is. No, no, uh, it's a good question and apologies there. So one of the key components of the ethics program management suite is uh, this concept of a campaign. And when you think about a campaign and how employees interact with the ethics office, there's a lot of um, – tasks and, and to-do items that the ethics office will need from its employee base, such as completing a training, attesting to policies, or proactively um, submitting potential conflicts of interest through, through a disclosure form. So we've built a campaigns engine that en enables that ethics office to engage their employee base on a regular cadence um, and using the data that exists on that employee to uh, target them more effectively. There may be a training that needs to go out to certain individuals that are located in certain regions of the world or are um, you know, in different departments. Uh, a campaign or training that would need to go out to someone in sales 
could differ vastly from someone in finance or marketing or R and D. So uh, that's really what we're talking about uh, okay. when we look at uh, campaigns. So a campaign would be any of those items you mentioned, whether it's getting disclosures or it's training or anything. Any that would be a campaign. It's like we need to go out and do this training now, or we need to go out and get all these attestations now for whatever this new policy that's put into place. That's that's a campaign. Exactly. Okay. Got exactly. it. All right. Sorry. Good. Yeah. Um, and so, kind of building off of that, you know, there could be an instance where you've uh, an administrator or a campaign manager has added, I'll kind of build off of the example I gave earlier, uh, maybe a campaign that includes training policy and potential conflicts for their um, sales directors in EMEA. And so they've created a campaign that brings all of these people in and, and distributes the action items to them. But there may be an instance where a handful of them are on parental leave or um, maybe have taken the training on site and not in the application. Uh, so we're, we're bringing exception management into the application where you can provide exceptions to for those individuals into the campaign. And for all intents and purposes, they'll be treated as a completion when you're looking at your campaign metrics. So you're not having to run down why is my campaign 87% complete? Um, you know that it's 100% complete and that that 13% um, of exceptions are visible in your reports, they're visible in the application, and you can really show to your stakeholders, to your board, whoever you're reporting out to, that we've had a successful com campaign and we have completion from every individual who needs to complete the, the actions assigned to them. That makes sense. Okay, cool. So that's one of the things you're working on now? Yeah, yeah. Oh, awesome. um, and then on the, the disclosure side, we've, we've rolled out over year disclosures work, um, this concept of questionnaires, which really gives you kind of a, a top level project, so to speak, of all of the disclosure, the types of disclosures that you would want your employee base to respond to or to submit as a part of the campaign. And um, we're extending that out to help your employees know when they need to provide updates um, and track those decisions that they make alongside that questionnaire. So if you have um, a campaign that goes out and I may be filling out that questionnaire and it has three or four of my past disclosures on it, but nothing's changed. So I'll go into those individual disclosures and, and flag, I have no updates for this. Um, and that will translate back to the questionnaire and the campaign and the administrator saying, I've completed, Trey has completed this questionnaire and these specific disclosures in it were reviewed and there was a decision that no updates were to be made. So if you ever are in an audit, you can provide an audit ready record to the auditor saying, yes, we asked, yes, it was looked at and there was a conscious decision to say no, no updates. Um, also, on the other side, there would be conscious decision to make updates, which would be tracked there. And then another cool thing that we're doing um, as a part of these questionnaire enhancements is, um, you know, there's these ethics programs are constantly evolving. So what you ask about a particular type of potential conflict, whether it's an outside employment or a close personal relationship, um, the questions you ask may change over time. Sure. Yeah. There may be a regulation that comes in that provides or asks for different types of information. Um, so what we're doing here is if your underlying questions change, we're 
forcing the employees to actually provide an update because a lot of times your employee won't know that you need to ask new questions or they have to answer new questions about the potential conflict. So any past disclosure that's been made and that underlying form has been updated will require the employee to actually go in and provide answers to those questions that may not have been asked prior. So really excited about these two so that, features to make. Sorry, yeah, go ahead. Uh, so that in that case, they would just be sent out or be told to go answer these two or three new questions. They wouldn't have to go back and redo the entire disclosure. They would just have to kind of bring it up to date with whatever the new requirements are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So when they're in interacting with that questionnaire, it says, you know, there's new questions here. You have to update it. When you click, when the employee clicks to update, they're past form is pre-populated, all their past questions are retained and responses uh, nice. are retained. Nice. And then they're just pointed to the new required questions or new questions that have not yet been answered. Awesome. Cool. Um, those are cool. And those are what we're working on now. Are there any like things that you can talk about that maybe are big, big projects that you're working on for the future? Yes. Yes. So um, any, any customer who are, or ethics program that is interacting with conflicts of interest in some form or fashion um, is always interested in how to handle the gifts, travel, and entertainment side of the house. So when I'm talking about gifts, travel, and entertainment, you know, I'm sure everyone here has had to attest to a policy that says if you are traveling, you are allowed to give a gift or receive gifts of a certain value. Right. Um, and and there's a lot of complexities introduced in there. Um, the thresholds can can change from location to location. Um, what types of gifts that can be given or received can change from location to location, or or um, even with change on a third party basis. So um, there are some you know limitations for what gifts I'm able to give to um, like a, a, a customer who may be an employer or something like that. Yeah. 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 Government employee or, or customers who are in active contract negotiations. Like there's, there's um, risks involved that could rise to something like bribery or fraud. Sure. Um, so what we're taking, the big initiative that we're taking on for, you know, this, this year and, and moving forward is really, really enhancing how we bring uh, the GT&E solution to market. Um, and we are really, really excited about that. That sounds like really complicated and, and it's gonna be a lot of work. I would assume that's that's what's, that's why you're excited about it, but it's gonna be a huge amount of work to do that. It, it is, it is. And there's, you know, um, integrations that need to be considered, not just with uh, the products on the OneTrust side, like integrating your disclosure management product into your policy management product more thoroughly to pull those thresholds out, um, but integrations with third-party expense tools, with third-party uh, travel booking tools. We need to have the ability to prevent expense reports from being approved without prior approval from the OneTrust side. So uh -huh. there's a lot of... Um, complex yeah a lot of complex integrations that we need to consider and we're looking to build out nice i assume that because we have the nice integrations workflow engine in OneTrust, you'll be we'll be utilizing that and building new integrations with now you know like you said expense systems and payroll systems and travel you know travel booking systems things like that absolutely absolutely that's one of the the benefits of the one trust platform right, right. we have a uh, such a such a powerful integrations tool and and 
uh, everyone can kind of look forward to seeing some of those um, wizards and 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 pre-constructed connectors into third-party tools start to show up as we as we mature our GTE. That's really cool. So I'm I'm excited about that. That sounds like fascinating to me. And maybe in a few months or next six months from now, we can get back on the podcast and kind of let everyone know how you're doing with that. Yeah, I'd love that. That would that would be fantastic. Awesome. Awesome. Um, that sounds really cool. So the big focus right now is on, you know, these hardening the platform and, and the campaign exceptions and question questionnaire defensibility stuff. Uh, that's going to be exciting to come out, I assume, you know, this quarter or early next quarter. And uh, we're looking forward to that. Any other final thoughts or comments you'd like to add about the roadmap? Um, no, not in particular. I think, you know, we've got a lot on our um, on our roadmap. We're really excited to bring this to everyone, um, every one of our customers. Uh, the GT&E push, we're super, super excited about. And and yeah, I think, I think we have a lot of really, really nice improvements kind of in store for everyone over the uh, in the near term as well as in the long term. Cool. Really looking forward to that. Thank you so much for joining. Really appreciate it uh, and giving us all that insight. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, that's all for this week. The next podcast will be on January 22nd, since the 15th is a holiday. And that's why I'm pushing this podcast out today on Friday, the 12th, instead of Monday, the 15th. Thanks so much to Trey for joining me and being the first product manager on here to really kind of talk about roadmap. I know we've done some of that in the past, but this is really focused on just on roadmap. And uh, if you found this information uh, useful, you found that podcast format useful, please let me know by sending an email to podcast at onetrust.com. I plan on doing more of these over the next few weeks, including all of the products and the product managers. So if you do have suggestions or feedback on the format or would like to see something different, please let me know. With that, I'll wrap it up. Thanks to everyone for listening, and we will talk to you on the 22nd.